Welcome to The Catalyst, where we explore creative ideas to spark innovation in an unhealthy healthcare system. I'm your host, Dr. Lara Salyer, a physician and mom of three who is reimagining the way I practice medicine after suffering and overcoming burnout. Join me as I teach you how to optimize flow and catalyze your own revolution in healing. Tune in for candid conversations with leading experts in conventional and holistic healthcare who dare to believe a better future is possible for all of us. Life is made of teeny catalytic moments of immense impact. When strung together, the transformation is magical. Join us and let's color outside the lines. Welcome to the Catalyst Podcast. It's another unplugged episode. This time it's functional medicine in entrepreneurial care. Today, we're going to talk about what I would do six years ago if I were to unroll my private functional medicine clinic as an entrepreneur. Times have changed. Some might say it's a lot easier, but we're going to take a deep dive. So if you are a new functional medicine practitioner, get a pen and paper ready because I have three steps with a lot of details under each three steps that are actionable and tangible to help streamline and build your beautiful functional medicine clinic of your dreams while being anti-burnout. Okay, let's dive in. A bit of a backstory. Six years ago, I fell out of love with conventional medicine and deeply in love with functional medicine. At that point, I couldn't find a way to work functional medicine into primary care. But if you listen to my last episode of Unplugged, we talked about how times have changed. And I do believe you can start putting functional medicine in primary care. And we are in a new dawn of healthcare. But let's say you have unexpressed skills like I did. I wanted to exercise my creativity, my autonomy, other skill sets I hadn't been able to use as an employed physician in primary care, which is why I decided to launch my micro practice in functional medicine six years ago. I love the adventure. Yes, of course, we have all shit sandwiches. I mean, for as much as I love it. There are things that aren't so lovable, right? Like there is just the idea that you're an entrepreneur, which means you have the landscape to run in any direction you please. And that can also be overwhelming. So it's been a great self therapy as I improve my skills as a leader and entrepreneur. It helps me understand myself in this world, giving it better context and nuance. And I'm going to share my lessons with you today on what I would do differently if I would be starting a functional medicine clinic in entrepreneur care. So step one, select. And what I mean by that is you might have met me somewhere in a conference or maybe on social media. I'm kind of known as the doctor who has made membership practice affordable, available, and compelling. For marginalized populations, I started doing functional medicine membership in my rural community in Wisconsin, something unheard of. I had to educate what functional medicine was and then also help them understand why a membership style works, which by the way, it works very well. It is definitely something to aim towards. However, when you're starting out as an entrepreneur, I really caution you not to start that way. Sometimes when systems aren't dialed in, you don't have your methods, 
formalized or galvanized, you can set yourself up for feeling deflated and feeling distrustful of your own skills. So step one is selecting an introductory offering that is simple, right? It could be a simple 60-minute visit or 90 or whatever is good for you. For me, I say that, you know, the brain can only understand what the butt can endure. So I don't go any time longer than 60 minutes. I feel like the patient's eyes glaze over, my brain starts to pour out my ears. So 60 minutes is about all I can handle. But some practitioners love a 90-minute visit. It allows them to relax. So pick whatever feels comfortable for you, but make it simple. Selecting that single introductory offering. I also started with a pair package, I call it, which is a package of two visits. So after that single introductory visit, they would be offered a package of two. In functional medicine, you don't get change on just one visit. You don't get a lot of sustainable effect. We need follow-up. We are highly dependent on these feedback loops of investigation and then application and then investigation, and then application. And so these one-off meetings just don't really work very well. So I would then select two functional tests. As an entrepreneur, it's easy to think you need to know it all and to service everybody, especially if you're opening up a clinic in an area that isn't familiar with functional medicine, but they may have read something online about heavy metals or mold. Pretty soon, people will come to you as the go-to guru of all things functional, and you'll be asked so many questions. Hey, do you do saliva testing? Do you do chelation? Do you do pellet therapy? And you're going to feel like if you don't say yes, that you're not worth anything, and that is false. You need to go at the pace that you can learn, and always remember that the bare minimum is better than what conventional has right now. Conventional medicine does not offer any functional medicine testing. So when you learn how to do two things well, picking two functional tests that really intrigue you and learn them very well so that you can apply them strategically, you will help more patients than if you try to learn all the tests in a scattered fashion in a superficial level. So my favorite was the organic acid test. I also loved the Dutch test and I've expanded my, my testing uh, choices, but in the beginning, you have to be good at just a few things. I would also select your values, your mission and your goals. That's very important. I didn't do that six years ago. I mean, I kind of did. I knew that I wanted to create this hub of holistic information and education. I knew I was different. My tagline became color outside the lines. And my office right now, you can see the mirror says, not your typical office, not your typical doctor. And if you've read my memoir, Right Brain Rescue, it describes what my office looks like. It is very different. It's colorful. It's vibrant. It has live greens and plants. It has art on every single wall. And it's handmade. Everything in this office is something I've labored over with love. I've painted the walls. I've designed the furniture and picked out the, the feng shui. And so that is how I expressed my values and mission and goals. But if I could do it over again, I would be even clearer because it really saves you overwhelm in the future. When you are clear about your values, and mine are prioritizing play and creativity, 
I love and support direct communication, authenticity, integrity. That helps me make decisions. As an entrepreneur, you're going to be faced with well-meaning people in your community asking for donations and supporting this endeavor and possibly forming an alliance or affiliation. And if you don't have clarity around what values you are expressing, what your mission is and your goals, every opportunity is going to look like an opportunity and everything becomes a shiny object. And then you can't streamline those decisions because you're wrought with guilt and feeling obligated and suddenly you're burned out again. The sooner you clarify your values and draft a mission statement, a vision statement, and a small set of goals. For example, your goals could be just simply, I want to educate my community. I want to offer cost, affordability, functional medicine, milestones. I want you could pick any goal that is meaningful to you. But know that the more clear you are on your values, that anchors you deep into why you're doing what you're doing. So in those dark moments, because we all have them as an entrepreneur, you can reach deep and say, look at all this evidence that I am living to my values and expressing the mission that I'm creating. Under that first step of select, I would also select team members. Here's what I used at the very beginning, and I would do these over again. I made sure I had an accountant and a bookkeeper. I had an attorney. I also had a mentor. And I didn't have a virtual assistant right away, and that's okay. You may not be ready either. We'll get to the point in the next few steps how you can start getting ready for a virtual assistant. But that was the first contractor that I hired after I had my core team of accountant, bookkeeper, attorney, and mentor. They all have a different place in your team, right? As much as I don't like finances and really don't want to understand the numbers, in the beginning, I forced myself to. Financial Fridays is something I stuck to every Friday as I looked at my profit and loss, as I looked at questions I may have for my accountant. And the bookkeepers are essential to helping you understand. Unless you like doing your books, then good for you. But for me, I didn't. And I needed people to help me understand the numbers and make strategic decisions. I'm also risk adverse. So I needed an attorney to help me sleep at night. When we do our quarterly legal lounges in my Catalyst Studio mentorship, we ask our attorney every month. He's an MDJD, and we have all these questions about, you know, legal forks in the road. How could we say this? Is this okay? And what every attorney would tell you is there's no way you can be risk free. Everything has a risk. But how can you help yourself sleep at night knowing that you have done everything you can that feels comfortable to how you want to practice medicine? And I needed that attorney. I'm not saying you need one, but for me, it helped me sleep at night knowing I had somebody I could go to who could review my terms and conditions, who could help me pivot and make these, these decisions that might impact my career and protect my license as well. And of course, a mentor. Mentors are those that have been where you've been and have made those decisions. And you may not follow in the exact footsteps. That's not the point. But what they can do is help you spot those blind spots and not make the same mistakes and collapse that timeline to success and jump ahead faster than you could have done this alone. 
Finally, in select, I would have selected like-minded local businesses. I waited a few years to start doing that, and I wish I'd done that earlier. You can reach out. Reach out to acupuncturists, massage therapists, chiropractors, other businesses that are in this holistic realm. Or if you're a nutritionist, or you're a health coach, or you're listening and you're thinking, well, I don't even know, just start looking on the Mind Body app. Look for places around where people already go and spend money to achieve health. CrossFit gyms, nutrition centers. Walk over there, give them your flyer and say, nice to meet you. I'm here. Here's my mission. And I'm available to give a wellness talk. We'll get to that in a moment. But you want to be visible. We can't hide and expect our patients to see us. And that's a big mistake a lot of physician entrepreneurs do. It is not like a dental office or a medical office where you hang a shingle and patients look in the old-fashioned white pages and they know, oh, I need to find a functional practitioner. I'm going here. You need to be proactive and very exposed in the way that feels good to you, showcasing your personality and being available, showing the community who you are. The most windfall of patients that I ever receive is after a community talk because they can see the passion. They can know, like, and trust you. And it's exciting to be in that energy. So if you're following me for now, in the three steps, we just covered step one, which is select as you start unrolling your functional medicine entrepreneur practice. Now, step two is streamline. And what I would do is develop a signature streamlined method. I did that early on and it really helped me. My method was using the metaphor of a home, building a home. And I've continued to use that metaphor for six years. It just seems to really work in my community. Patients understand here in basically dairyland, farmland, Wisconsin, that we have certain kinds of soil to grow crops. And when the soil is depleted, the crops don't grow. It's pretty simplistic. Well, that is, in my metaphor, our genetics. It is things we can't change. We can affect the epigenetic expression, but it's preloaded with our family history, our genetics, and our birth history. These are things that make the soil upon which we build our functional home something that we need to be aware of. You can't build the same house in Egypt that you could in the northern US or in you know, Central America, all the soil is different. And that's something to be aware of. Then we build a foundation. We pour our concrete foundation on that soil. And that concrete foundation is our GI, our GI system. Without a strong GI barrier, our house is not going to be healthy. And then I use the metaphor and continue with framing the walls, which are our mental and physical structures. Then we top it off with a roof. As everybody knows, home construction, that's the order of which we build things. We put the roof on and the roof is signified by the immune system. It protects us, right? It's our main protection. And then we finally turn our attention to the inside with the thermostat of hormones and plugging in the electrical energy of our mitochondria. This has worked fine. And I developed a signature talk early on where I would sit in a room of patients and walk them through building their home. I continue to do this in my Holistic Hub Facebook group, which anybody can join. 
just look for Holistic Hub of Southwest Wisconsin and you can join and watch how I go through this curriculum every week. Once a week, I have open office hours and I share that with my health coach. And we go through the same curriculum. We explain what this means. And it's so fun to see patients even years later say, I just love how you help me understand about how mitochondria turn the lights on in our home and how it takes 90 days to make new ones. And it was just really neat to see that this signature method continues to work and you can make your own signature method. Ideally, this is like the roadmap that your patients will follow, or it can just be the metaphor of how you explain your system. Are you a practitioner struggling with burnout? I get it. I've been there myself. And we all have that sense of depersonalization, low perceived achievement, and emotional exhaustion. But there are ways through this burnout. You should take my self-guided quiz. It's 10 questions. And what it will do is uncover one of the three pillars that can help you access well-being, joy, and creativity faster. It'll help you identify that first domino to knock down using my catalyst aha method, which is anchor, highlight, and activate. Taking this quiz guides you along these common questions that uncover ways to help you infuse your work-life masterpiece with more flow and creativity and fortify against burnout. So what happens when you take this quiz? Your score will be analyzed and you will receive a personalized action plan that addresses your most needed area of burnout. You can take this quiz at drlarasalier.com forward slash catalyst and keep coloring outside the lines. Also under Streamline, make sure you're creating visit templates. At first, when you're unrolling your clinic, it feels like everybody is so different. Every patient case is unique. Um, every patient is personalized and you're spending hours typing or maybe dictating and and that happens all of us start there but really channel that inner child and create as many mad lib templates as you can with fill in the blanks or bullet lists right um make it so that 80% of your charting is almost identical but 20% is customized and using short keys in other words shortcuts like with text expanders another app i love you can have these allow you to fill in the blanks so quickly. As I'm streamlining my templates, I kept a list at my desk because sometimes I would have patients and scenarios that I felt I was repeating and I had a list of things I wanted to template. And once a week, I created a date with myself called the template date or template time. And I would go through that list and just really iron out what I wanted the template to say because once I created it, it was done. So doing this once a week helps you stay on top of those. And I kept getting faster and faster. And I continue to do that today. It's like trimming a bonsai tree. You're never done streamlining. It's this constant upkeep that is easier and quicker the more you go. My next thing for next week is I want to look at my full script templates and make sure that this is working. When you're first starting, keep those supplement lists limited. You don't have to know everything about every supplement. And as you're learning and you hear a colleague mention something you've never heard of, it doesn't mean you need to start down that rabbit hole of investigation so you learn that supplement. Put it on a list, 
and save it for next time you have a learning hour or an education opportunity. Stay with your blinders on and focus on the patient in front of you. Focus on each case because the more you get volume of patients through your method, the quicker you get, the more you get referrals because patients will tell their family and friends. And then that's how you raise your prices and develop your readiness checklist to get a membership practice. Also under Streamline, provide as much education that you can outside the appointment. You should not be the only resource for information. We live in a society that has information overload or information obesity. So anybody can Google stuff. But sometimes it's this process where patients might want to return to you and get your blessing on everything. So make sure that you're providing education with anticipation outside the visit. And what does that mean is anytime patients have a lab that I'm interpreting, I film that using Loom and I send that lab interpretation before their follow-up visit so that they feel prepared. Remember, functional medicine is a 50-50 partnership. It is a meeting of two people, the practitioner and the patient working together, not one working harder than the other. And together, they plan those next steps. So I want my patient to feel as prepared going into each appointment as I am. Giving them that quick five-minute loom video might take five minutes out of my day, but it massively translates to a better feeling for their follow-up visit. They're feeling psychologically safe. They feel like they know what's going on because I've explained what is happening and they're ready for the how are they going to get better. Also, create mini courses that can explain common things, whether it's an elimination diet or what is candida overgrowth or what are mitochondria, um, anything that you find you're either saying often or just you're trying to study and get better at this knowledge. The best thing is see one, do one, teach one. So I started doing mini courses as soon as I unrolled my clinic. I wanted a way where I could start stacking these courses and eventually providing a library of information accessible to my members. Also, they are for purchase for the public, but they're intended to be tiny. I'm not promising huge transformations. I'm not 10Xing my income. I'm not doing a lot of these old school antiquated business coachy methods that encourage you to do high ticket sales. You know what that results in is perfectionistic overwhelm. You're going to obsess over every detail in these videos. You're going to say that you didn't say enough. You didn't deliver the, the line perfectly. Maybe the text needs some revamping. And then you're going to fret over what should you charge for it? Why aren't people buying it? You're constantly selling. And as a healthcare entrepreneur, I didn't want to be a salesperson. I wanted to be a teacher, period. So I specifically designed mini courses so they had a lower expectation. Patients aren't going to expect a three-week detox course. I do have one if they want it, but I didn't start there. I started with tiny courses and I bundled them together later on. But as I do a tiny course, it might be a 20-minute video with a few handouts and maybe some other resources to suggest. These are public, so they're just education. I have all the terms and conditions in there. It alleviates that feeling that this is patient-physician relationship. It is designed to attract 
and give that lower cost entry for those curious onlookers that hmm, are wondering, what are you doing? The last point under streamline is become a zealot of social media. Don't be scared of it. It is your best asset in whatever way feels comfortable for you. And what I mean by that is it is so much easier to find your target audience when you are appearing on social media. If you hide, nobody knows you're there. And then you have this self-fulfilling prophecy that you're going to fail and nobody's going to see you. You have to be out on social media. And it doesn't mean three times a day, like hashtag influencer. What it means is striking the balance to make social media fun. Aim for consistency and let that be your leading metric that you measure. Maybe it's once a week. Maybe it's twice a week. Maybe it's every day. But you have to be on consistently. And it's not based on how many followers you have or likes. We all started with zero followers. And yes, our initial followers were our friends and our family and our mom. Maybe not my mom, but maybe yours. And don't judge. That's how it all starts. Most of those influencers have so many followers because you can actually pay for them. And right now, that is not going to be how you find people. But let me tell you, when patients tell their family and friends about you, the first thing they'll do is look you up on social media. And if you have a desert and you have a post or a blog from like 2018, there's some judgment that's going to happen there. It's the first place people want to check out your business. It's like browsing, window shopping. So find a way to be you online. And now more than ever, there are so many easy ways you can film videos without your face on there and you can do a vocal recording over. All the apps are pretty intuitive. And if you don't know how to use them, you can easily learn in a half an hour of YouTube searching. That's what I did. If I didn't know how to use a new app, I'd just look on YouTube and get some tutorials. And pretty soon, it's a new neural circuit that I'm making. Every new skill is hard. Every new skill is a struggle. That is the top of the flow cycle. So you're not alone when it feels clunky and awkward and uncomfortable. You need to push past that. And soon it will be easier and you'll have muscle and brain memory and you'll find ways that feel authentic to you. Most people start with static posts. What that means is like a thumbnail or a meme. You can put a favorite quote on there. But see, now with ChatGPT and all these wonderful AI additions, you can schedule your posts a month in advance and not have to obsess over this every day and every week. So streamline the social media and you'll feel a lot happier. Okay, so we've talked about step one is select, step two is streamline. Now let's go to step three, strategize. This is where you start thinking. Before you're ready, you can start crafting your three-tier membership model. And the reason I say this is impactful is when you start with the antiquated high ticket recommendations, like most business coaches and mentors who encourage you to really sell them to this package of X number of visits that include X number of tests, let's say they buy it. Well, that's great. You get this immediate income, but then there's an unequal power dynamic. You now feel chained. You feel like you need to deliver results. And as a physician, I know that the body doesn't heal the same way for every patient. Mileage may vary. I found that out quickly. I started with packages. We all do. 
And then I quickly discovered that some people get better so quickly. Then I was left feeling forlorn. What do I do now for the next five months? They're feeling better. Isn't that a testament to their awesome work ethic and my great diagnostic skills? Shouldn't there be a reward if they get better faster? Why, why should they have paid the same amount for somebody who is actually very sick and actually needs longer? So making a tiered membership model, and you can do this based off of an MSQ score or some kind of symptom score, you're inviting patients into change. And it's an ethical way of honoring that some people will get better faster, others will need longer time. And you just set the bare minimum amount of months that they need to be a member. It's as simple as that. You can have an initial visit, just like you did in our step one at the top here, when we said to select a single introductory offering, you can still do that and then invite them to join one of the tiers after that initial visit. Those tiers can give different value based on how much time and access they get to you, how much discounts and supplements they have. Maybe you have additional modalities in your clinic. I have an alpha stim unit rental, so I have six units here. Um, maybe you have an acupuncturist or an IV infusion room or saunas, but you can add in different modalities on different tiers. The key is it has to be so that you don't burn out, that you're enhancing their value by supporting their growth in so many different ways. The other part of strategize is weekly group visits. I love them. Why? Because it was a way for me to put information down and record it for posterity, for future use as I was learning it. I, I would study, I would go to conferences and immediately deliver that information in our next weekly group visit. I believe words matter though. So I didn't like calling it a shared medical visit. That sounds so sterile and very, very conventional. I like to view it like an academic opportunity. So I would call them open office hours. And what happens is you get this culture of appreciation and empowerment that happens. They see the education. They have the opportunity to ask questions. They see each other and they grow and there's peer-to-peer -peer interaction. And the way I run it isn't the only way I have helped hundreds of practitioners in my Catalyst Studio programs, and each of them do things slightly differently. What's great is we want to strike the balance with how you feel most energized and anti-burnout. So my way is I have a 30-minute educational portion that's live streamed into my Facebook group. Again, you can join, you can see it, and that's open to the public. And that's education only. You won't see or hear any of my private members, but the private members get a special link that after that session, they're able to come into the Zoom room and ask questions about their protocol, their treatments. They can share with each other the wins, the struggles. They can help each other. You've got the uh, more experienced patients offering the new patient's advice. And it's wonderful because as this grows and scales, you can add on. I have my coach nutritionist that alter, alternates with me every other week hosting these. And the consistency is what is selling it. Patients know that there's no waiting room. They don't have to send a portal message and hope that they get an answer in a few weeks by like a third tier staff and not their physician. They get access 
to me or Jessica every week, every single week. So any portal message that feels lengthy, I encourage them to just show up at open office hours. There's no waiting. You guarantee a response and support. And that is revolutionary. Most of our anxiety in our own physical health comes from the insecurity of not knowing if we'll get an answer. So you're providing a one-to-many approach. And all of my members are invited to this private Q&A. It's not recorded, and it's only there to service as an open office hour. I also allow hot seats so that they can get special private consult if needed. But what you're going to find is most patients don't need that. They like the community aspect. And one of the quotes I had from a patient was, I had no idea I needed this community. I have my parent group, my faith group, I have friends and I have family. I didn't know that I wanted this health community and I feel so much better for it. Strategizing also is important around setting appropriate expectations in communications, just like I had said. As patients are used to the antiquated model, because old habits die hard, they're going to send you portal messages. I have a portal message flow sheet from hard to medium to easy. If the question's super hard, um, they might just have to come in and pay for an extra visit out of pocket. I do allow that in my membership. Each tier has a different amount of time allotted with me. And if they're using up that time too quickly, they certainly can pay for extra time. But most of the time, what works well is I set those expectations appropriately by saying all those questions can be answered in our group visit. I'll see you at six o'clock Thursday evening. Or I say things like, we'll review all our labs together and provide next steps. Or I will film that lab interpretation video and you'll be able to watch it on your own time. Setting the expectations that absolutely I'm here to support you. That's why I provided weekly opportunity for you to receive support in addition to your one-on-one visits. When they know they have that locked in their membership and they're still messaging then it's up to me to hold that boundary and say, I see you need a higher level of care. Can I raise you up to the highest level of membership? And if that's not enough, you're going to need to pay out of pocket for some visits. And that's okay. It's a very transparent and ethically balanced way of saying that you are happy to help them, but you do deserve payment for your expertise. And finally, under strategize, don't forget to capture feedback and testimonials. They're so important especially critical feedback. I try to preface this with every patient saying, everybody loves a glowing review, but actually you help me grow better if you tell me something that was a little clunky or confusing, some way that I can help ease this path for the next patient. That is where the gold is is hidden because that's where I've learned that a certain link didn't quite work or that the formatting was off and they had a hard time finding this or that. And I was able to investigate and effectively streamline. You're never going to be done. If you're a service-oriented practitioner who wants to be helping their community, you will always want to hear some of that feedback. You may not act on it right away, but you can keep it in a list and have your staff start working on some of that. Testimonials are great too, because As you have happy patients graduate from your membership, they're going to refer like-minded patients. So how I encourage this is I automatically have a suggestion box Google form 
It's a little link that I attach at the end of each message. It's on my patient member landing page. So they can always put a suggestion in the suggestion box and it can be anonymous. So this keeps that psychological safety. They don't feel like they're directly criticizing my services. They can do this, you know, just very anonymously and I can take care of it on my own time. So there you have it. As a functional medicine practitioner in entrepreneurial care, you've learned how to select, how to streamline, and how to strategize to create this beautiful work-life masterpiece that is flow-channeled and anti-burnout. Thank you so much for listening and subscribing. I'm a physician who survived burnout by prescribing my own creativity, and now I love teaching others how to apply the neuroscience of flow to redesign their work-life masterpiece. I do this in my workshops, keynotes, in my Catalyst Studio mentorship, and even in my patient practice here in Monroe, Wisconsin. If you're a functional medicine practitioner, download my 10-page checklist to catalyze your next steps in your business. You can find this in drlarasallier.com forward slash links. Keep coloring outside the lines.